All right, welcome back, everyone, to Into the Great Wide Opens. Jamie Bruce here with Brad Leitner. Looks like he's sitting in Matt Robertson's camper. The old Pawtucket homestead, huh, bud? Ah, it's good to be back to Pawtucket. The weather's uh, decent out, so fish are biting, and yeah, it's good to be back here. Where, where is actual Pawtucket? We keep calling Kentucky Pawtucket. But yeah, it is Catawba, Kentucky. So right on the real close to Barkley Lake, in between Barkley and Kentucky Lake. Hmm. You guys are fishing a BFL up there this weekend, huh? Yeah, we're. Uh, I don't know if Danny's going to do it or not. Danny McGarry came with, and he's out practicing still. I came in, and yeah, I I hope you know. We're in it, so I don't know if he's in it, but I'm in it. So got to change the season around a little bit. Go catch some brown ones. Yeah, no kidding. Right away here, we got Easton Fothergill coming up. He's a young gun from Minnesota. Um, Brad knows him from back home. And, uh, yeah, we're going to dive into it. He's in second place in the Bassmaster. Opens EQ after a pair of derbies, one on Okeechobee. One on Washita. So we're going to talk about those a little bit. Talk about we we're just Brad, myself, Raz, and Danny, and the boys were all just down at uh, Lake Eufaula, Alabama for a Bassmaster National Qualifier, something like that it's called. So we got a couple stories from then, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into her, bud. Holy Christmas, I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> you spelled your name wrong? Oh, yeah. That's next level stride, partner. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into it here, just want to remind everyone. Like I said, we were just down in uh, you follow this time of year. You know, water temp obviously is a big deal. Been using the Omnia Premium Pro app. It shows water temp overlays over your favorite lakes. There's a bunch of different charts. Um, you know, wind direction. All kinds of cool stuff on there. Check out that link in the description below. And uh, who else we got, Brad? We got Powerhouse Lithium Batteries. Hard to compete with that. Uh, just did a podcast with Kyle Patrick, their pro staff manager, on uh, my Get the Net podcast. So check that one out if you want to hear a little bit more about Powerhouse and some of the cool things they've got going on there. The 16 volt, the 36 volt, the running guns, all that good stuff uh powertran brad and i just got a couple new jack plates mine's sitting in a box waiting to get hung off the new london brad's got one strapped and loaded so let's hear about her boss man i've been putting that thing through a workout uh i got the wrong prop for my suzuki so i'm waiting to get the right prop and the only way i can get it on plane is with the jack plate so i've been using that thing constantly and it's really cool because you can set settings for it. You know, you have a little digital readout so you can, you know, manually set like you want it at five inches or one inch, three different options. And once you set it, you know, like when I go to take off, I need it on five and then when I'm running on one. So I hit hit the button it goes up to five then i start taking off i hit the next button drops her down to one and i take off uh, i couldn't be more impressed with them they are really bad to the bone yeah something that jumped out to me like i said mine's not on yet i'm just staring at it um but it's got a wireless control switch so 
there's a couple kinds of people in this world. Some people cut the cardboard boxes while someone else is rigging their boats and the others get right in there. I'm the kind of guy that gets right in there. I can sure appreciate running a few less wires um, to the jack plate switch. It's, you know, it's just an extra step and having a wireless one's going to be pretty damn handy. And it's a cool little control deal they've got going on there. So got a couple of videos I'll, I'll have coming out on rigging that thing and running it. If, uh, if you feel so inclined to check that out, I'll link it below. And uh, last but not least, Crush City. I mean, what do we? What else do we have to say about this, Brad? It's uh, three tournaments in a row for me where I've almost exclusively used Crush City. Last year, I had to steal it from all the boys. This year, I've got some of my own. Uh, I ran the cleanup craw down on You Fall, Alabama. Did uh, I think I caught like twelve of my fourteen bass on it? And it's one of those deals where it's tough. You know, if you're sponsored by something, you got to talk about it. And I really don't like sharing it because you kind of, you know, we're on the right side of that edge right now. Um, and I don't really want to share it, but that's uh, that's the way of the road. So definitely worth a look there. Uh, we'll link them in the description below as well. Yeah, that, that Crush City is unbelievable. Every Everything they have is just stellar and I've played around a lot with that new Maverick jerk bait from Rapala and that thing is bad to the bone too. That thing comes out of the package with red line trebles on it. I mean, the only complaint I have with it is, man, you gotta be careful when you land fish or you're going to be digging a hook out of your finger. Like they are so sharp. And that thing just, it's a weapon. I mean, you twitch it twice. It's down at six feet, ready to go. Yeah, you old jerk baiter. The last place we came <laughs> from was not that jerk bait friendly. Maybe it was, but um I mean Washita obviously was, but uh you fall, it was just like it's just chocolate milk. I I know they still eat the jerk bait and and uh you know, jerk minnows and stuff like that there, but fishing that dirt water just makes me mad, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well the next place we go, I hear uh well, you know, you're lucky you don't get to go there. I hear Santee is like 51 degrees and pure mud. So mm. pretty lucky you don't have to go there, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I had my one one run in the south. I've got to get remember how it's like fishing the south where you, lots of days you catch like two to eight bass a day. And it's just like, you know, fair, can be fairly torturous at those places. But we got to shout out uh, Danny McGarry. He qualified for the national championship. The top 20 from this uh, this tournament we all went to go. Um, there was like 160 boats or something. It was a great big field and some good anglers there. And Danny Mater, our buddy Raz, won. So good news for Brad and Danny. They get to look at another trophy on the counter this year. Raz, uh, he, he won last year at Wheeler Lake. And, um, you know, he made sure that we knew he won. <laughs> the trophy was out on the kitchen table and it's got it well i mean you bring a win back to the house you got to flex her a little so congrats there yeah if i see the trophy again i'm probably gonna sacrifice it to the gods though <laughs> <laughs> yeah he probably wouldn't love that so much but we'll get him on one of these days he got to catch him in an open it uh to get on we got lots of good yeah. stories with raz so we're just waiting for him to catch a stride here He's uh he's an angler that'll have a couple of tough ones and then win one. So we'll uh we'll pull him on, but um 
What else do you figure, pal? I'm tired as hell. I haven't slept. I still haven't slept in a bed since I man, left. Man, did you get a haircut? Yeah. Buzz what? Holy buckets. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm down on my luck, but I when we when I went to the south, I picked up a project M truck camper. I was living in that for a few days, and I came and lived on your couch for a bit. And I got back home. Well, not home, got back to the hospital, watched the birthing of a child just on time after 30 hours straight after Alabama, I got the call. Um, but yeah, birthed that, lived in a damn blue lounging chair. Then I had to go to the Toronto Sportsman Show like five days later. Finally had a bed, didn't take advantage of that, just went out partying with the boys. And, uh, so obviously I'm an idiot, but just been sleeping downstairs on the couch and getting up and going to work. And he's been tired around here, bud. So you're going to have to take the reins tonight a little bit. You, uh, you don't get maternity leave in Canada or what? Oh, I'm saving her for fishing season, bud. Oh, smart, smart. (laughs) (laughs) You're not fishing anymore this year. Just local derbs. You won't need it. No, I'm fishing three opens. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're doing the Northerns. I keep forgetting. They seem so far off. I know. Not to me. Like, I got St. Clair circled. That's pretty much my next tournament other than walleye ones. So, oh, I already got boy. my drop shot laced up. You're ready to go. Ready to go, bud. Uh, oh, man, I've been, I've been working on my minnow techniques on Kentucky. I'm still pretty not good at it, but... We'll All see. you got to do is be better on the minnow than the guy beside you. You'll be styling. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was getting some on Danny yesterday, so it was okay. Yeah, well, glad to hear you boys are putting your head down and hucking the minnow around. That's what she's, uh, that's what she's turning to here. <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. a jig and minnowathon. What do you, what do you think for uh, tomorrow? I mean, the it's a big day tomorrow. The elites start tomorrow on Toledo Bend, and probably some minnow fishing going on there. I'd imagine. Oh yeah, I picked all minner guys. You did? Oh yeah, I'm heart a big fantasy fishing guy now. Hey, I am too. I I, I think my lineup's trash, but I don't know. I bet my kid twenty dollars by the end of the season. I'd beat him. So. Hopefully something works out. Yeah. No, it'll be fun to watch. Actually, Pat's down there right now. He's going to be doing some marshalling and um, some, uh, you know, content stuff for Bassmaster. So that'll be fun to watch. So follow him along at Bassmaster.com. Brad, I got to mention this. Um, I totally forgot. If you followed me at all last year, saw any pictures, you'll notice I was wearing a damn jet ski and life jacket. You know, because I'm a big rig and it's hard to find a nice comfy fit and life jacket. Finally stepped her up this year with a Blue Storm PFD. Wore it most of the time. I was brush pile fishing down on Ufala, you know, fishing a couple hundred brush piles throughout the course of the weekend. So you don't have time to unbuckle it and all that. So super comfortable. Can't believe I've been missing the boat for that long. But uh, if you want to check them out for yourself, uh, they actually hooked the listeners of this show up with a 15% discount. So slide on down. Probably not going to get a better deal than that. And uh, if you're running an old 1974 keyhole life jacket or look like an overweight water skier like I did, then she's time to step her up. 
yeah, they're uh, they're pretty badass. I've been fishing with them a couple of years, and you're you're a lot more comfortable. I'll tell you that, and they're very safe and very efficient. And yeah, go check it out. There you go. Let's take a look at this leaderboard, bud. Oh boy, Paul Marks out of left field. Actually, he's not out of left field. Because he he didn't fish any opens last year. The year before, he jackpotted that fall one we did down at Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Guess what he got there? Top five. Yep, fifth yeah. there, fourth on Okeechobee, eighth on Wachita. So he has the last three opens in a row. Wow! All on totally you know different different bodies like big dynamic range so um if you haven't heard of him yet you have now i don't think he's gonna be going away you know especially going back to hartwell like obviously you can catch him there i'm sure you can catch him everywhere in between he's just giving himself a lot of cushion um yeah that's solid and like we said we got easton fothergill coming up next Andy Newcomb first met this guy. He and I had both made the top 10 at Ozarks. And, uh, you know, I met him. I was like, oh, okay, FLW guy just lives there, jackpot, and made the top 10, whatever. Didn't really think much of it. And he is doing all the opens this year, and he's killing it with no Ozarks. So he obviously <laughs> ain't just a local hero. <laughs> Pretty cool to see some new names. Yeah, it's a strong field, but like, after two and it's hard to gauge after two but like we were calling it a strong field based on you know the guys coming back from last year um the bpt and flw fellas jumping over a couple like you know like tucker smith coming up from college but no one in the top 10 after two events caught them in the opens last year this is like a whole new fleet of names (laughs) but that's like even more scary to more scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Logan Johnson's here. He was up there last year. Austin Cranford did okay. Uh, you know, he's up there a little bit. Trevor McKinney's hovering around. But everyone else was, like, nowhere near the top last year. Um, it's it's pretty wild to look at. I mean, guys you expected to be there, like Dakota Ebear, uh, Cody Meyer, they're both in the top 20. Evan Kung, Canadian, stepping her up this year. Uh, he had a rougher go last year and then he did real well at the Toyota championship. And now he's, he's lighting them up in the opens this year. So he's obviously doing some learning and caught some momentum and obviously I'm pulling for him, but yeah, man, just, just what you guys needed <laughs> things to get even scarier. Adam. Yeah. I, I quit thinking about it. Honest to God, you just gotta, you gotta go play your game and hopefully at the end of the season you can get some top tens, maybe a win, and even out some things because it kind of looks at the first two, you know, last year kind of was the same deal. Like uh who were the top two last year? There was like Well, was there was there was Millican. three there was Millican, Brett Cannon, John Garrett. So Brett Cannon had two third-place finishes in a row. John Garrett had two fourth finishes in a row. Milliken had a first and a fifth. Like, absolutely came out swinging. Yeah, yeah. So, and two of those guys made it. Or no, all three. No, two of them made it. Milliken made it in the last tournament. So, you're going to 
you can definitely see some moving around and hopefully oh, you're on yeah. the right side of it. Yeah, she's a long season. It's you know way too early to to really be peaking that. I just thought it was interesting it, just it, because of the new names we're seeing. Yeah, it's pretty scary with our next guest that I mean he's a northern angler and he's killing it the first two. I think top ten the first one, eleventh and this last one, which I mean, anyone that was fishing that derby, it was tough to get a bite. Like, I mean, it was probably one, it, it was tougher than Watts Bar on me to get a bite. Like, it was, you know, if you caught one, it was decent size, but it was like, man, you fish for hours and hours and hours without getting bit. And, you know, he went out and got him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's some craziness going on. I didn't like, I know Bigelow caught an 11 pounder there pre practicing. I thought that was just like the boss of the lake, you know? Yeah. Like in a lake where 17, 18 pounds is a big bag, you don't expect to see double digit fish. And we saw a couple of them almost like Kung had one just under 10, and um, Zach Gutramon had one just under 11. Like that is, yeah, you, you might not see the- one of those at Toledo Bend. And the crazy part was you didn't see many five, six pounders. It was either they were two or three pounds or double digits. Like, you know, there just, there wasn't a ton of five, six pound fish in there or even four pounders for that matter. But there definitely is some giant swimming in there. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like I would have liked that lake. That one I was a little bit butthurt about you, missing. But Okeechobee you, and Sandy Cooper have at her, boys. Yeah, you would have, you would have, you would have loved it, like Brucey. You would have done well there, but you would not like the shallow yet. No, no, not that I don't like fishing shallow. I just didn't want to be in with those couple hundred boats. <laughs> I watched Scott Martin's video. That was you look in the background. I'm just like, oh, no thanks. Yeah, I mean it was a mess. There's no doubt about it, and. It's crazy to me, like Okeechobee was, is my first time being there. How big? I mean, it's literally like a Great Lakes. It's so big and so vast and so, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it, and so much of the lake is just full of catfish and mud. Like, it, it, there's like only bass in a few areas in the whole giant sea. And, you're just thinking to yourself the whole time, like if I could go find them somewhere off the beaten path, you could win this tournament. But it just, I, don't, I don't know if they exist there. Like I, I don't, you know. You did see a little bit with Tucker Smith and Father Gill. They, they caught them in their rim canal, and you know that's something new that hasn't really really been a player down there until that tournament. So it'll be interesting to see how many people take advantage of that in years to come. Well, if you go back there. God, let's hope not. It's like a 30 hour drive. (laughs) So I guess you just have to worry about swinging for it now. Like you, you know, had, had a couple tough ones and now you don't have to hit the layup button. You don't have to worry about going to get 80th or 90th. You can just go 
Yeah. yeah, I don't think I ever not swing for it, so I don't know if it'll change much, but I'm just hoping to get some good momentum. Hopefully go to Santee. I'm going to try doing a little more old school fishing and just uh, buckle down the hatches and fish for bites, and hopefully that turns into bass in the, you know, during the derby and yeah, there ain't much else you can do right now than just go fish your way out of it. Yeah, that's a worm slinger's paradise too. That's your specialty. Oh, yeah. I don't care oh, what yeah. you like or what you know what you say your jam is. You're a worm slinger, bud. I'm gonna have You're a Gary tied on. That's for sure. And that Larry you know, the, second day, the second day in Okeechobee, I had a fairly decent day, and I never set the Gary down. You know. I'm like, why don't I do this all the time? But I'll tell you, the last place we were at, they absolutely despise Gary. So you do Did hit that. Washita, Washita was not a Gary Lake. They don't, they don't like Gary there at all. <laughs> oh boy, I don't I even know. Guy up here, I, I don't even know if Gary Klaus caught him there. He might have, but you know, yeah, they don't like Garys. Yeah, well, I just sent Father Gill the note here. All right, that's enough of us ranting and raving. Let's get on the young stud here, Easton Father Gill. We got you, boss. We got you. How's it going? Good. Good. We're just licking our wounds over here, talking about how bad it sucks to be old and not that good at bass fishing. And Oh, come on. And here come you, the young stud from Minnesota. Where are you from in Minnesota, man? Grand Rapids. Where's that, Brad? It's on Pekagama Lake, if you know where that is. Ah, it's north. It's north of the city. It's probably three hours. Kind of the heart of bass fishing up there. Smallmouth. Man of the north. You're right on. Yeah, he's right. You're pretty close to Pekagama, right? Yep, I live on there in the summer, so. All right. Um, Cool. That's a heavy, heavy north guy, Brad. I'm 45 minutes straight. Yeah, he's almost, he's like close to, he's almost Canadian. Yeah. We'll patch him in as an honorary member. I saw him slinging that tube in the, uh, in the classic bracket. I watched that whole damn thing. That was awesome. Another congratulations to that, by the way. Uh, Easton's heading to the Bassmaster Classic this year. He had a showdown, uh, him and Tucker Smith. And, and you did the, you did the North Proud. You're slinging the tube around and then you pick up that spinnerbait, head for the bank. <laughs> kind of flexing your versatility a little bit you know i'm sure lots of guys in that tournament were just holding the old jig and minnow i know they were and uh you mix it up a little bit now you're in the opens and she's going okay i'd say yeah it's been an incredible start definitely something i did not know i was capable of or you know it's it's just i've never fished at that level before so to have those first two tournaments has been unbelievable yeah and i think what happens is you know, when you grow up watching it forever, you kind of put those guys in like a different league and they're up on a pedestal and a different level. And then, you know, to get the success like you've had right out of the gate, like that just breaks down that wall. You know, now you know it's possible mm-hmm. where if you had started and got 150th and you're like, oh, yeah, it's as hard as I expected. Then you have to build back up. But you come out swinging, you saw everyone bleed, you know, you got the juice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was kind of just the intimidation factor when I was going out to Okeechobee, just like 
I was riding right behind Brandon McMillan going out and I was like, wow, like this is his bond. Like he's that guy out here and just competing against all those guys is, it was crazy. But like you said, kind of having a little bit of success and, you know, and just, just kind of believing in yourself that you can compete against those guys is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I think so definitely the first two tournaments I've had definitely helped out with that mindset. So. Yeah, man, the rest of the schedule we're going to, are you like pretty comfortable at those places? I know in college, you guys bounce around, go all over the place. Like it's no coincidence that, you know, the college guys are kind of taking over the opens and especially the high level college guys like you, is that like, obviously that's prepped. Yeah. Have you seen any of these places before that are on the schedule? Uh, in the, I've not been to Santee, which is next on the schedule, but uh, I go to school right by Logan Martin. So I spent quite a bit of time out there. Uh, let's see. You follow. I've never been there. Um, but other than that, I've been to all the rest of them. So just Santee and you follow the ones I haven't been to. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, you're chomping at the bit to get up North here in oh a few gosh. months. <laughs> you did a pretty damn good job setting the pace and, you know, making sure the boys are really going to feel it at the Northern derbies. <laughs> I don't know about that. These guys are good. I'm still going to have to work my butt off for it, but, but yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get up there and sleep in my own bed and hopefully catch a couple yeah i talked to gussie um in the fall and i think it was before the classic bracket thing um you know before your name's really been getting tossed around too much and he said every time he's been on leech lake he's seen you out there (laughs) (laughs) he's he's like yeah you're you're gonna be in trouble (laughs) i know you'll you'll never admit to it Uh, you're obviously super humble but we're going to pump your tires about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny you said that because literally every time I was up there, I just had to be up. Brad, get better internet or something. You got a huge delay. I'm trying. I'm in a trailer. I'm still delaying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right. Go ahead. You can ask away. Set a button in with your pixelated internet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, him and his dad have been cleaning everyone's clock north of basically any place north in Minnesota for the last how long have you guys been killing everyone up there? About five, six years now? Gosh, I don't I don't even know. Maybe three years, three, four years. I don't know. I mean I I yeah, I honestly so a good friend of mine, Tony Grosskreitz, used to, I think really good buddies with your dad. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. always he always warned me. He's like this this Easton this Easton kid is the best kid I've ever seen with electronics, and he's going to be a big problem. He's a great angler, and man, he was spot on. I mean, crazy how you've just shot out of a out of a cannon. I mean, that college bracket there was. I, I bet you gained thousands of new that day for taking down the monster right or the the goliath like that that was awesome i mean that was i, I know me and bruce are tuned in and cheering for you well, i appreciate it guys that was definitely a life-changing event already and i haven't even been to the classic or anything yet so it's, it's been it's been a wild ride yeah i guess so we uh we had our buddy Lou. He stayed with us for a couple. Lou Minetti uh, won the bracket last year. Mm-hmm. I know he was co- doing some commentating on the one you won, and 
you know, he, he got to do the whole opens package and everything and got the full experience and, you know, was, was sad to have to shut her down this year. Um, hopefully we see him again, but you know, it's cool. It's been cool the last couple of years. Cause it's been, you know, the bracket's been an underdog story the last two years. Like, you know, Louis shows up with no front graph. You come in from Minnesota, you know, you had some crazy health issues. Um, you know, that was, that was the big story of the year for sure. And, uh, come out swinging and win. And it's been pretty fun to follow. Like I'll never admit that I watch college fishing, but the last couple of years I've been all over the, the college bracket. So there's, uh, you know, there's some good stuff coming out of that, but I heard you on a podcast, uh, after you want, I don't remember what podcast might've been BTL or, uh, might, might even been on stray cast with fighter or something like that. But you didn't know at the time if, if you were going to be doing all the opens, it was kind of like they didn't, it wasn't a for sure thing again. And then what happened there? Yeah. When I had one, I heard both stories that I was either going to get to fish all nine or just one division of my choosing. And I just kind of had to go to the bass team and plead my case. Like, look, like, I've been doing school in this college schedule, which is a lot of tournaments the past three years, and I'm able to make it work. And then I just explained to Bassmaster, like, look, I, I can do this. Like, I can, I'm not going to drop out of school. I can still do it. And pretty much they just said, okay, as long as you can promise that you're going to stay in school and succeed, you can do it. So I was just like, I was, I was like, yes. Like, I was <laughs> so disappointed if I couldn't do all nine. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you're still going to college. Are you still fishing college tournaments or hell no? I am. It's come it's been on. A schedule, yeah. I mean, my next schedule, so I leave March first for Santee. I come back for three days and then I go to the classic, come back to school for a week, and then I'm gone the entire month of April to fishing tournaments. So I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, figure out school a little bit. I'm gonna have to come back during practice for a couple of days just to get school in line, but it's been it's been a crazy schedule so far and it's only going to get worse. So, but I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, we know all about the crazy schedules, but so, that's good, man. Keep you hopping, keep you grinding. The, so no pre-practice, obviously for any of these opens, you're just showing no, up, taking the allotted time. Just the classic. I looked around a couple of days, but no pre-practice for the opens or anything. Nice. What's up, Brad? You had a question on the tip of your tongue. So do you, do you, do you graduate this spring then, or how many more years of school do you have left? Yeah, I graduate in May. And I'm planning on staying a fifth year unless I happen to graduate. I mean, uh, qualify for the elites this year. Then I'll back out of the fifth year. But either way, I'm going to stay here in Alabama and live here for at least another year and kind of figure out what to do from there. Crazy, man. I, I didn't know you were still in school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of late nights doing homework on the road, but it's all worth it. 100%. Do you have like some basket weaving classes, or are you going to be like a? <laughs> or what, what are you taking in school? Are you doing what every other college angler does and taking business marketing? Absolutely, marketing. Oh, okay. yep. You can just get the assignments from your buddies the year before and fire them in. <laughs> I wish it was that way. It is that way for a couple of them. You get lucky every once in a while, but most of them got to do it on my own. Man, when I was in high school, they just had the, you know, the courses were like first semester would be the same course as the second semester. And this girl I knew who's just like a brainiac. I was like, you know, fishing and whatever. I didn't care about school at the time. And uh, I was like, God, just give me your 
book assignment or whatever it was. She had gotten a 97 on it. I just took it, put my name on it, fired her in. 56, needs improvement. Same teacher, same class, same assignment. (laughs) I was like, okay, I get it. Well, no, the, the teachers do get smart on us. They change all the tests every year now. So you got to stay on top of it if you want to get answers. But Oh, yeah. You guys have chat GPT and all kinds of tech now. They got all kinds of crazy stuff. If you use that, you'll get automatic zero. They have some technology where it, like, it tells them if, if you use that or not. So it was good for about a month or so. And then the, you got to throw that out the window now, too. So Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um. Where are we going next, Brad? Sandy Cooper, you guys are going to. Uh, water's warming, dirty and cold there right now. I looked at the MLF weights. There are a couple big bags. Uh, it's so damn hard to tell because they went back to that every fish counts tournament style. And uh, But there are some magnum bags, and they caught some bass, but there's also lots of guys that didn't. What's, uh, what's your outlook on this place? Have you done like a bunch of recon on it, or are you just kind of a go-with-the-flow kind of guy? No, I'm a guy that does lots of lots of studying, lots of video watching, lots of Google Earth study, and w- watching the weather this past week and looking ahead. It's it's definitely looking like a it might be a spawn fest, spawn a uh, bed fishing showdown. It might happen, but no, I'm I'm super excited. I'm just a little bit nervous about navigation out there. I'll just have to take the five days of practice and run with it. I guess maybe the first two days, just kind of looking around, not much fishing, just figuring out how to get everywhere and. I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm hoping I don't have to stare at my screens for that tournament. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. People I'm, don't get that. If you're a scoper, you're only, you're only Brad, I'm going to drive to Kentucky, rip your <laughs> internet tower off and beat you with it. <laughs> this is supposed to be your podcast. You're a Minnesota guy. I was supposed to be kicking back. <laughs> I was interrupt me. <laughs> Hot Tucket trailers. Just like no internet here. I can't help it. All right. Well, give her with, give her with your next uh, thought here, Brad. Well, now I'm messed up. Now I forgot it. You interrupted me. <laughs> so, you actually, you... You're pretty much a hunter and scalper, right? Like, that's your bread and butter. I mean, yes and no. It's definitely one of my one of my confident areas, I would say. Like, I don't know. I really, truly don't like doing it, but it's just so efficient that you can't ignore it. That's kind of my viewpoint on it. Like, if I could beat the bank, I would choose that over it every time. But if you can just pan around and, you know, pick out don't one that looks like a four-pounder and line out its head, you know, you can't get more efficient than that. That's just kind of my viewpoint on it. Yeah. I don't ever think it's a losing proposition. <laughs> <laughs> the banks were derby careers end. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it will be cool if Sandy's uh, uh, spawning slugfest though. Like, when was the last like full spawning open? Like you fall Alabama last year was kind of supposed to be, and there was like about eight mm. fish on beds and they just got cycled, um, you know, and everyone lost that did that. And I don't know the year before, was there any, like maybe the James a little bit. I can't remember. Like, I don't remember ever following like a full spawning open. Do you Brad? 
Wasn't Kerr a lot of spawning fish last year? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, like I, I caught them off like fry guarding out in 15 feet. But, you know, that was also just kind of a way to like get paid there. They were all 240s and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like the deal. And then I know there were some shallow ones too, but like I think the guys that won were kind of had some shad spawning going on and some spinner baiting and things like that. So it wasn't a true spawning derby, I'd say. Gotcha. Brad? I don't think I haven't been a part of one in the opens yet. Like, no. I mean, the James River, they do spawn, but you can't see them. It's kind of forward facing spawn, but I haven't been to a tournament where they're hundreds or thousands of buds yet. So I'm looking forward to kind of like bud fishing. But. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Tol- I, everyone's kind of looking at Toledo this year like it might be, but. I'd be pretty damn surprised if that was the deal, you know, that kicks off this week. And I mean, even if they're spawning guys are still going to top 10 off the bank scoping, but like to see an actual spawn derby would be pretty damn cool. Save your neck a little bit from the scope. Mm. <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be a ton of fun, but I hear it's kind of, it's kind of muddy lately. So I don't know. Well, you got to check out the Omnia premium pro app with that water clarity Ooh. layer. Is that the deal? You got to check it out, man. It's legit. I sit here and look at it, and I'm not even check it out. Right you get, I'll do that. You get a seven. Okay. You get a seven day free trial on it too. Yeah, cool. yeah. She's a freebie. It'll show you. You can like dial in. I don't know if you've used the Wind Finder app. You've been to Sturgeon Bay, so you probably have. Mm-hmm. You can throw that layer on. Really, with, with the water clarity, with the water temperature. Dang, so that's, like, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a bit of a sneak. It's another one of those deals we don't love sharing, but it's part, <laughs> it's kind of part of the game. You know, when something new is up and coming, we're we're gonna share it with you. So definitely take a look there. Uh if you check it out and it's awesome, just let me know and I'll cut this part of the out of the podcast and we'll air it <laughs> after the tournament. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Um so you've I mean the the opens are nothing new to you. You've dealt with these massive fields. You've dealt with crazy travel. Um, you know, I'm sure you've gone from Minnesota down to these places lots. I know you're staying, you're down at Montevallo, but prior to that, I'm sure you've done the big road trips. You've seen the dynamics. You've seen these places. Like you're pretty much a damn, and you're not going to accept this because you're obviously super humble, but like you high end college guys coming out are like already journeymen right out of the gate. So it's pretty fun to, watch it's and it's good to see that we've got a horse in the race in the north here because the north is going to be pulling for you hard well thank you no like you said the the whole college fishing thing is definitely it's definitely a stepping stone like everyone says like we have the 250 boat fields and you know the competition is a little bit less but still these guys are good you know you find a little juice hole you're not going to have it to yourself someone else is going to find it just like the open so it's definitely definitely prepared me and and also the travel like you said you know just kind of dealing with all that and just kind of knowing the ins and outs and, you know, everything that happens during travel, all the trailer issues, that kind of thing, just kind of getting through all that. It's definitely prepared me really good for the open. So, yeah. Are you uh, like, who are you staying with this year? You got some buddies you're traveling with? 
Uh, yeah, for the opens, my roommate here actually, Bo Browning. I don't know if you've heard of him, Stephen Browning's son. That's who I'm yeah. traveling with for the opens. So, yeah, kind of. He's lighting them up this year too, isn't he? Good event, Okeechobee, and then we were both sitting good after day one at Watchtower, and he kind of slipped a little bit, but he's still like 14th or something in points, like very well in it. So, yeah, he's in 16th right now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, one behind Brandon McMillan, sandwiched between Brandon McMillan and Trevor McKinney, couple seasoned guys. God. That's that's not a good sandwich, but no, he, <laughs> no, he's he's had a good start and and being able to bounce ideas off each other. You know, we have completely different backgrounds. He's from Arkansas, I'm from Minnesota, and we kind of came together here at Montevallo in Alabama. But we kind of have every corner of the country covered, I guess you could say. So bouncing ideas off each other in practice has been really cool. Yeah. You got some other studs coming up behind you guys from Montevallo? There, there's a couple that definitely have potential for sure. Um, we have a kid uh, competing at Redcrest this year. His name's Dalton Head. Um, mm-hmm. That'll be really cool to see too. He kind of he won the MLF National Championship last year and then got in there through the Toyota Championship. So there's definitely a couple studs coming up, and it'll be really cool to see what they can do. That's bad news for us, Brad. Yeah, we're getting old. We might as well go to the past year, I'm thinking. You know. <laughs> we're too old. Just shut her down. <laughs> Turn into crappie and walleye guys. Just shut her down. The old ass yeah, chairs on the beat the walleye guys. Yeah, I got one up there now. That's freaking mint. You got a leaner? I get a lot of fun made of me for just leaving my butt seat in, but you know. Fish enough big water up here, enough walleye tournaments. I'm always just leaning on one that when I take it out, like even if I don't touch it all day, like when I set the hook and I always step back and like lean into it and roll off to the side. So if I take it out for like a derb or something, I'll just end up right on my ass. So that's the reason <laughs> mine's always in. <laughs> and the best part is when you go to like somewhere like Sturgeon Bay or the St. Lawrence River or when we go to St. Clair this year. Everyone that's too cool for a butt seat when there's a 15 mile an hour wind, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be in for quite the awakening. Oh yeah. All right, man. Well, your schedule's nuts. Um, we don't want to take up any of your studying time here. But thanks for coming on. Just wanted to uh just wanted to give you a shout out from the north. It's uh as I'm sure you're feeling already when when you're up here, not many people get the chance to go down there and try it. So there's uh there's a little extra weight behind you and uh keep killing it man it's been it's been fun to watch and we're gonna keep following you throughout the year awesome thanks guys thanks for having me on yeah bud brad anything to say to your young uh minnesota brethren Uh, no just proud of him he kind of came through so you fished the SATT program, which I'm a part of with my son, and just watching, watching you grow and develop. Like it, it's really cool watching, you know, someone come from the north and be successful down south. Because I know how hard it is; it's not easy. And you're killing it. Just keep it up, and I'm sure we're going to be watching you on TV quite a bit from here on out. <laughs> awesome! Thanks, Brad. That means a lot. Okay, man. Good luck at Santee, Brad. I mean, I'm take it talking. easy, honest. Yeah, we'll be in touch. And take it easy on us on Leech Lake. 
<laughs> oh my well, god, Bracey, why are you rubbing your head? Because you're podcast <laughs> host with no damn internet. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna talk we to gotta the poor man loose. Or... Let's cut him loose. We'll uh, we'll hash this out outside of the podcast. See you, boys. Right. Have a good night. Okay. <laughs> Later, man. All right, guys. Thank Fair you. Bye. Thank you.